Hi guys, Candace here. So glad to get to spend a little bit of time with you today on The Good Day. Here, we'll focus on finding grace in our ordinary days. We'll learn good days don't just happen. And even more, a good life doesn't just happen. There's a choice involved. Join me as we learn how to develop the discipline and cultivate a heart that seeks strength, joy, and peace and finds rest in the good day, one day at a time. Hi guys, today the beautiful mother-daughter duo Blythe Daniel and Dr. Helen McIntosh are here with us. Welcome. So glad that you're here. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourselves what life looks like a normal day, what you enjoy doing, what makes you smile, just so we can all get to know both of you a little bit better. Thank you so much for having us, Candice. I'm Blythe Daniel, and I'm the daughter, and I have two daughters and a son that range in ages of 12 and 14, so we have twins that are 12. So our daily is is pretty full with the activities of our kids and mm-hmm. the the needs that they have. Um, I remember when I was a young mom, people would say, you know, this is when they need you the most physically, but then when they get to be teenagers, they need you the most um, emotionally. And and I'm seeing that to be true just as our kids are getting older and, and doing more on their own, but certainly needing um, mom and dad to just help them even just be a voice that, that can amplify what they're experiencing or edify them and encourage them. So, so that's what we are living in Colorado Springs and uh, both my husband and I are involved in, in different types of ministry. And, um, and I work with authors as you know, that's how you and I met Candace was through talking about books and, and authors. So, um, so that's a little bit about me and, and I'm so honored to be here with my dear precious mom and I'll let her share a little bit about her. Oh, I love being her mom. (laughs) I I live in Northwest Georgia, in Dalton, Georgia, and it is my pleasure to still be with my husband of 55 years. (laughs) Our son, that's a year older than Blythe, lives in our area, but my profession has been counselor, and I I just have had a heavy heart for uh, several seasons. For mothers, and so it is such an honor to be able to speak on this subject because we really need to encourage spiritual mothers or natural mothers, adopted mothers, mothers-in-laws, because our culture is really taking aim at, at motherhood and fatherhood and, and so the family in general as well as our faith. So it is a good thing for us to be talking about mothers today and what that role means and and Blythe and I really are committed to extending the possibility for others to pick up to do a legacy of love for our families let's let's do it let's dive in and you're exactly right it is so important and it's beautiful to see just the bond and that you share and how much you respect and admire one another and and just your passion to help others experience this too. You know, motherhood is messy. It is not always just easy or perfect. And so I'm just curious, how have you learned to grow your connection over the years as life has changed and your role as mothering has looked different? Like Blythe, you were talking about that a little bit with your own kids, you've recognized that, but how have you worked on building your connection through the changing seasons? 
I think mom has really gone ahead of us in this as a, as a frontier and, and made it where she's, she's opened up the opportunity for us to ask each other questions. Like, how do you feel about this? Is it okay if I share this with you instead of, you know, I think sometimes we want to share our opinions with our family members and, and sometimes we're of the right finesse of words or the right timing. And so a lot of times mothers um, can say things to their family members and it just doesn't come across well. And so we've learned that because we are two hours apart um, in, in time difference that two different time zones that we could say to each other, you know, is it okay if I share this with you now or is now not a good time or, um, but just taking the steps to just maintain a closeness, even though we're 1200 miles apart, but being able to sense the right timing um, and then just the right words that moms helped us be able to learn to say with each other. Cause I think as much as timing is important and it, it's always the right words, how do you speak to a family member you know, and know if it's going to be received well? Um, and so we've just tried to honor each other with timing and words and um, staying connected, but not too connected where we're enmeshed in each other's lives, um, where it feels like too much love. And mom can share more about that. <laughs> well, <clears throat> words sure are important, aren't they? I tell you, you can't, you can't uh, take them back often once you're, they come out of your mouth. I, I have come to treasure Proverbs 1821 in the last few months that talks about the power of words that it's the power of life or death and it really is it's the death of a relationship many times and you ask how how did we uh sort of begin our ministry and I'd have to say that anything positive that Blythe and I've been able to do it's forged by some mistakes that I have made you We've all heard about learning from our mistakes, and Blythe and I could sit on the porch with you forever and tell you how some everything we've learned just about has come from not doing it well the first time. But uh, words, getting back to words, they are so important in relationships, as we know and have experienced. Um, when I was the, I would say growing up and in my early years as a mom, my own mother struggled in so many ways. And so she vented a great deal on me and her words hurt so much that I did make, I did purpose in my heart. I wasn't a believer yet until I was 27, but <clears throat> I did purpose in my heart. If I had been, if I were blessed with children to not not hurt their hearts like she had hurt mine. So I, I have loved studying words and Blythe and I love this new little book that we have given uh, to the world, shall we say. And it's a book, it's called a gift book and it's a, a word, cherished words um, for your heart is the subtitle. It's called, I love you mom. And those are great words to say, aren't they? <laughs> hear you talk about the power of words and why you wanted to write this because so often we don't feel like we have the words to say to our mom you know and even for me like my natural love language is not necessarily words of affirmation I'm more quality time and so it's helpful to have a book like this that I can give that shares those words and I know many are listening that can identify with that and so why do you think it's so important 
why and why was it so important to write this book? Well, we really thought through, um, it kind of came up just this idea of what do you give a mom? You know, she has all the things that moms typically get on, on any given, you know, celebration, but what does she maybe need the most would be words of affirmation or word gifts, we wanted to call it. And so um, just being recognized and seen as someone who's playing a valuable role and that even on the days when no one praises her or no one acknowledges um, another meal that she's made or laundry that she's folded or just just even some more difficult things of like navigating difficulties with children or with parents or that that we could say here are um, 25 different word gifts that are in our book I love you mom and each one corresponds to a scripture or and a theme that's a word gift so something like you are abundant you are a blessing and in those things we hope will encourage moms that even if she's not hearing these um from her own family that this book would be a collection it's like having 25 cards sent to her where she knows that she's loved and affirmed and there is in our book I love you mom there's a place for the person giving the book to write a little note and personalize it just as a as a gift of, of being able to say this is how I feel about you this is how I see you and we just felt like that would be a gift that a mom would not quickly forget, that would not get put aside with all the other gifts that, that moms get. But this could be a legacy, as mom said, um, a legacy piece that she sees how her children or grandchildren um, feel about her. Well, there's so much that I want us to dive into, but I want to start with, like, you've written one thing that really stood out to me, that for all the moms listening, that God created you to be a mom. And when I read that, you know, what really stood out to me was this memory that my mom says that whenever I was really little, she remembers me coming up to her. I was too little to remember it, but I apparently came up to her and I gave her a hug and I said, I chose you to be my mom. And that's something that she will always treasure. And, you know, I think our culture is just thriving on love stories, but one of the greatest love stories is the bond between a mother and her child. So I'm just curious, why do you think this relationship is so foundational? I think this relationship is so foundational because as women, um, many of us do have children and we are birthing the next generation. We are birthing, bringing to life literal human beings that a lot, oftentimes resemble us um, physically or, or just maybe even in their attributes and their traits. And so there, there is a bond that's created between mother and child. And I, and I believe it's intentional that God uses that to just imprint on families that, that there is a physical bond there that can't easily be broken. And, and it's almost like staying power that um, a mom and a child would be able to withstand um, some of the pressures, some of the disappointments, some of the the lack that can happen in families, and yet we we know we can go home. There's 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 typically um, always a praying mom, isn't there, for a, for a child that maybe is in the home or has left the home or has maybe left the family and 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 hasn't been in touch with the family. And and moms are gifted in that way to pray um, for the children that they have birthed and that they long to see, you know, maybe even enter into the family um, more deeply or or come back from from being away from the family. And so. There, there is that strong bond there. And I do believe that God has set it up that way. And fathers play a huge role in a child's life as well. Obviously, they're not birthing those children, but their imprint is huge as well. But there, there really is something special between mothers and children. We're, we're typically the first ones they see when they enter the world. And, 
And um, we're the ones that are the, the nurturers a lot of times. Moms play a special role, but they don't always get that acknowledgement. Um, and it's tough sometimes yeah. to, to continue to do a job with, without much input from family members. But we do it not for the thanks. We do it because it's it's a role, as you said, you know, Candace, that God God chose you for your mom and your mom for you. Yeah. Um, and we, we need to see it that way, that there, there's been an intentional imprint in our families from the way that God set it up. Mm-hmm. Helen, I'm going to read this because I want to get your quote just right. But you said, being a mom can sometimes be a tiring, thankless job. But when we take a step back and realize the impact we are making on a child's life and the critical role we play, it's humbling. And I know there are many moms that are listening right now and they're just thinking, amen. (laughs) You know, it (laughs) makes me think of this commercial I saw a while back and it said like job wanted seven days a week, 24 hours a day no breaks, no PTO, you know, (laughs) working through lunch, like the list just goes on and on. And it was all about being a mom. And it's like, if you see all those job descriptions, you would never sign up for that. But it is so rewarding to learn more from your perspective, encourage those moms who may be in the thick of it right now. Maybe they have the toddler who has few words, or maybe the teenager who is a little bit nearsighted to use their words, you know, what encouragement would you give them? Oh, goodness. Thank you, Candace. I would like to please say, keep going. <laughs> that, um, please don't stay discouraged. If you feel discouraged and you really do need help, reach out to someone that's safe for you emotionally. There is uh, no greater honor, really, than to be a mother. And I have read about attachment disorders for decades and decades as a counselor but there's a lot of new information about that online and you would it would be interesting reading for some that don't know the power of attachment but it is very significant and it's just um, startling how so many moms have really realized how important it is and if there's I want to speak to the brokenness that is showing up in families Life and I are very aware that of the brokenness that comes to mothers and daughters. But guess what? There can be a brand new start, a fresh start, even tomorrow. Um, it doesn't have to take a long time. What, what would you say to that, Blythe? Yeah, I, I definitely want to encourage moms who are listening because you may be thinking, well, that's great for you all, but I, I could never have a relationship like what you have. And and, um, and we just want to say it's all possible with God. And that's where we, that's where we start is just by crying out to God and just saying, you know, God, I, I long for a better relationship with my mom, um, or with my daughter and, uh, God show me my part in that. How am I to ask for forgiveness? Maybe there's something I need to ask for forgiveness for, even if maybe they've hurt me a lot more, but I, I know I need to own my part of it. Um, maybe that's a first step or just acknowledging um, telling the other person that, you know, I know things are distanced between us, but I really do want to have a closeness with you. And it's on my heart to seek that. And what would that look like between us? Um, what can I do to help with that? And, and so, um, so for those moms that maybe are, are in a difficult season, as you said, Candace, with their own children, but they're also wanting to reach out to, um, to a mom, um, you know, it, as mom said, a new start is possible when, when we're humbling ourselves and being willing to do whatever it takes um, to see that happen. And, and it, and it can be challenging. Our days are filled with raising kids, but, um, 
as I was telling one of my girls recently, we were talking about how certain things you just sometimes don't get to do and sometimes things get overlooked. And, and I've often heard that phrase of, you know, you, you do the things that you make time for. The things that you make time for are things that are important to you. And so relationships are so important. And, and we just want to encourage daughters and the moms that even if, if you think that things are beyond repair, God is so capable of stepping into your story, just like he stepped into our story. And my mom's story with her mom, which was a very difficult upbringing, her mom and the way that her mom treated her. But that is a testimony to God's power. And, uh, and so whether you find yourself really stressed out with young children or teenagers or um, broken relationship with a parent, we, we know there's steps to take, but we know that the power of God will equip you to be able to take those steps and then, and then follow him in that relationship. I would just say, don't overlook the power of prayer in your lives. Mm-hmm. And I think like, why, why is healing so important in those broken relationships? And why would we be so intentional in these relationships? And I think it's all kind of like you mentioned at the very beginning is the legacy. You want to leave this legacy of love and we need to be healed so that we can love others in that way too. And so, you know, I think it goes all the way back to one of the letters that Paul wrote, Timothy, reminding him of the lineage of faith that began with his grandmother and his mother. And I just think it's so cool that that's included in scripture that we see it was really women creating this legacy and speaking into his life. And so we have people listening who maybe they are moms or maybe they serve a mothering role in another way, but how can we become women who pass on a strong faith to those who are in our care. What does that look like, practically speaking? I think modeling it is modeling God's love is one very practical way. And um, we just, there's so many promises, aren't there, in Scripture for restoration. And that is, I tell you, that's one of God's favorite things to do and favorite words. There's so much about restoration just uh, one, two of the verses Blythe and I really love for mothering is Isaiah 58, 12, which talks about being repairs of the breach. And that could be on many different levels. And then Isaiah 61, 4 talks about, again, restoring relationships and building. Um, so we're in the building business, aren't we, as mothers? We really are. And it's it's an important work, and it's a God work. It, it is a touch of the glory of God to raise a family. It is, it is his, his work, and so do cry out to God. And many times every day I used to cry out, Lord, please give me strength and give me help and give me words. And he was so, so faithful to do that. And to this day, we, we can still make that cry. And one of Blythe and our favorite things to do is to give mothers words for their their children. And so if a mother is struggling, if a child is being difficult, a mother could say um, to the child, if, it, if it's appropriate age-wise, mm-hmm. you know, what, what do we need to do to make things better and get input from the child as to what could restore and vice versa. We just have found that so helpful. We've got a number of <clears throat> sentences that are empowering others that we have on our website and in our book, Mended, that we wrote two years ago 
But words, again, we're coming back to words. It will help restore. It really will. So true that our words are powerful. They can break, but they can also bring healing. And so using our words very intentionally, we'll see that. And your book, it's worth mentioning again, that it is just filled with words that you could give to your mom as that gift. And so as Mother's Day is approaching, consider picking up this book and giving it as a gift to those in your circle. And But before we go, I have one more question I want to ask because I'm on this journey myself of just trying to get out of my comfort zone and try new things, whether I fail or succeed. And so I've even started a YouTube channel to hold myself accountable. And it's called Let's Try That. So I'm curious if there's something, you know, maybe in the past or maybe something you're planning to do in the future um, just for the fun of it. Is there something that comes to mind? I, I will share one thing, um, and that is um, my son, who's 12, really wants to become a pilot. And so um, we have a family member who is a pilot, and for fun, I'm looking forward to going up with him in an airplane and having my son watch our family member guide him through what that's like. And I, and I think as much as I, I, I don't mind flying, I think it's something to put yourself out there um, to, with your kids, and maybe you don't even feel as comfortable with, with mm-hmm. what they're wanting to do. But again, sometimes moms make sacrifices in that way. And, and, and they, they think about the good of their children. And I've watched my mom do that for us. She sacrificed a lot for us. And she still, she still enters in. I'd say mom, even one thing fun for you is that you've learned how to do FaceTime with your grand. <laughs> yeah. We're just continuing to do more of that with them. Yeah. And I'll tell you what works for long distance grandmothers is Amazon. I'll tell you, I, I love to order fun games. I, I just sent them Spikeball recently and I try and ask the Lord, okay, what are we going to send this week? So yeah. I think God gives extra creativity if you're long distance. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. And so fun to think about trying new things with your child that support their dreams that may be a little bit out of your comfort zone for them. So that's really good to know. Well, everyone, let's choose to do more than just agree with Helen and Blythe. Let's take this little mustard seed of faith that we've gained today and let's put it into action. You know, like we say every week, Jesus was not merely asking his disciples to agree with him. He was inviting them to participate with him. And so let's join in. Let's think of someone in our lives who it nurtures and cares and for those in her circle and let's tell them thank you let's share what we've learned today and about the power of words where we've seen brokenness and that we can bring healing through the power of jesus and so the book is called i love you mom and Blythe and helen thank you so much for jumping on today it's just a pleasure to get to talk with both of you thank you thank, you. thank you so much thank you candace Let's find strength to build strong relationships and take steps to reconcile broken relationships as we look at the great links God has gone through to reconcile relationship with us. Let's speak truth and praise and gratitude into the women who have nurtured, cared, and sacrificed for us and watch their joy grow. Let's prioritize these relationships and take steps towards peace today. May we rest in the arms of heaven knowing God can take even the most difficult relationships and make them beautiful. The good life, well, it starts with a good day, then another, then another. Let's choose to live the good day, one day at a time.